Welcome to the Team FNC podcast, where we aim to improve your knowledge and understanding of nutrition. So today we're lucky enough to be joined by Simon Williams, who is a mindset and high-performance coach who has been kind enough to share his time and wisdom with the FNC community. In this episode, we explore part one of Cultivating Confidence, which is a module in his Talented Ascension program. Simon explains what confidence is, exploring your why, and ways that we can develop self-efficacy in order to help us move towards our goals and live a fulfilling life. I chime in here and there with ways that we can link it back to nutrition, our health and fitness goals. So this episode is roughly like 40 minutes in length. I really encourage everyone to check it out and pause at certain parts if needed. I really got a lot from doing the activities that Simon goes through. Um, so if you don't have 40 minutes to sit down with, maybe just you know schedule in 10, 15 minutes uh, and pause at certain times and break it up if you need to and come back to it at a later date. I'm going to be sharing part two next week where we go through more about vicarious learning, social and verbal persuasion, and also physiological regulation. So enjoy and thanks for listening. So welcome to the Team FNC community. Um, I've got a very, very special guest speaker today uh, and we're going to be talking uh, things related to mindset. Um, so Simon is the owner and founder of Motivation and Performance Partners, um, also known as MapLife. He's been a very good friend and mentor of mine for 25 years. So he first coached me when I was nine years old um, and he's been a guide, a guide throughout my life um, ever since then, even the MC at my wedding. So um, I'm really excited to have him on board. Now, Simo, do you want to just introduce yourself, I guess, what you do at MAP, um, who you work with and how you help them? Yeah, thanks, mate. Good to have you um, on the on the Zoom and great to tune in with your buddy again. It's always a pleasure. Um, so, yeah, hey, FNC community, it's, it's, as I said, it's a pleasure to be here to support you guys. Um, and today's uh, little webinar is going to be amazing. Uh, I've used it in my uh, my programs here with the guys that I coach, uh, me being a high-performance coach, um, and it is the impact of this specific webinar, which is why Josh has requested it, um, has been huge. So I'm really uh, excited to bring this to you guys. And Josh and I are going to be working together during it and seeing how, and I've written down here that I'll be bringing the knowledge and the strategies and Josh will be supporting that knowledge and, and application for you specifically. Um, but like I said, high performance coach, I work with athletes majoritively, uh, but I also work with actors, musicians, uh, entrepreneurs, whatever it might be uh, in two different programs. I've got a private program, the private Ascension program, which is obviously private and my talent Ascension program, which is where we do a lot of our group work and one-to-one um, -to -one face to face coaching as well. Um, and again, it's just taking athletes, artists, whoever it might be from where they are to where they want to be, you know, their great vision, their big vision for the future it might be world number one, it might be playing in front of 10,000, whatever it might be, but, uh, the, the athlete or the artist of myself will sit down and formulate very similar to what you do with people's, uh, nutrition and health goals and wellbeing goals. Uh, we look at where they are, where they want to be, and we formulate a system around that, a system of greatness to achieve that. And um, again, mate, the results have been incredible. And, um, and I absolutely, like you, we just love what I do, man. It's the, it's the greatest gift that, uh, that I've been given. And I've been doing it for over 20 years, as you know. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really stoked to, that you're actually going to share this with the Team FNC community. Um, and what we're doing today is talking about confidence. And this is one of the modules um, in the Talent Ascension program. Yeah, that's right. So every Tuesday, we do a workshop. 
um, on the map playbook and it's about concepts, tools, strategies that can give you the new competitive advantage. Uh, one of those being confidence and in part one, which is we're, we're going to be giving you today, which is self-efficacy. Um, again, it's we'll go through the whole process for you. And we're going to try and get out as much as we can in the time we have. Um, Josh requested this one specifically because he knows and understands the importance of this and the importance of this for you specifically as part of his community. So I think the impact is going to be fantastic for you. If you apply some of these or all of these concepts or all these tools, your uh, achievements, your impact itself on your greater community and the impact on self is going to go from here out of, the, out of this world. Um, and as I said, I've had people implement this and within, you know, six to seven weeks, Josh and I were talking about the, the necessity for doing the work we do over a long period, creating habits. But if you implement something like this, the, the change is, is almost immediate. It is, it is incredible the change and the impact this can have on you within a matter of weeks, if not six weeks. Um, and I, I, as I said, I can go through specific examples of athletes and dancers that this has worked for, but I really want to get into it, mate. So what do you think? Should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. I think I just want to also tell everyone why, why I picked this one in particular is because mm. a lot of us, you know, we, we have, you know, enough information about nutritional or healthy lifestyle habits. We know why they're important. We know that why they're important specifically for our goals, but it can be, you know, mentally, we, we may have some doubts. Uh, we may be lacking in confidence to put these things into action uh, and maybe even go out and actually achieve our goals. So I think that's why it's really important to, to work on things like self-efficacy and, and cultivating confidence, uh, which we're going to go through today. Yeah, and I'll touch on that quickly, sustaining success, right? It's about sustaining growth. It's about sustaining whatever it might be for you in terms of your betterment. And sustaining requires what that requires it requires habits that are embedded and that you enjoy doing it can't happen without positive holistic health habits that take you from where you are to where you want to be that's the system that we're trying to put in place now your belief system your subconscious is the powerhouse it's a million times stronger than the conscious mind and in your subconscious is your limiting beliefs or your belief systems that are basically causing you to act, which is your habits, every single day. Now, you might have a conscious thought that you want to get stronger, fitter, in shape, whatever it might be. But if your subconscious is sabotaging you based on the way that you believe about yourself and your ability to achieve, then you can understand the million times stronger powerhouse is going to overpower the conscious mind. And it, you might be able to do it for one, two, three, six weeks, as we we're saying. But what Josh and I are very much um, in empowerment of and we believe in is having long-term success, not only immediate success, but sustained success. And this today, cultivating confidence, is the foundation, is the number one. It's part one. It's the first module that I bring out for my Talent Ascension program, guys. It's the foundation. Part two is self-esteem. But part one is self-efficacy, and we're going to give you that today because it is the foundation for you to grow into who you want to be and what you want to achieve. So let me share the screen, Josh. Um, Let's do it. And I'll hopefully we get this smoothly. Screen one, we, uh, we on? There we go. All right. We're on. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so we're looking forward to it. Um, and Josh, if, if I'm going too quick, mate, uh, wind the horse up because I get pretty excited when we're, we're talking about stuff like this. Um, but also if there's anything that you want cleared up or clarified um, from my end, just bark out and I'll do the same for you. I'll try and, because um, I want this to be really well applied to your uh, your community 
uh, and your athletes. So ultimately what we're going to do is we're going to bounce back and forth. So if you're listening, getting the recording, guys, um, and you need some more time on something like an exercise or something that we're putting you through, just hit pause, okay, and then go through what you need to go through and then re rejoin us. There's no need to rush through this and think that you need to rush, 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 because like I was saying to Josh, the idea is to embed this, not to just have it wash over you, then you forget about it tomorrow. So we want to try and embed some of these things for you. But let's kick it off with um, what I'm going to get you to do, Josh, is just to close your eyes down. And if you're listening uh, and you're getting this, is we're going to just take 30 to 60 seconds just to close our eyes. And I want to try and offer you a visualization technique and a tool that is going to help us as we move through this. So just concentrating on the breath in for four and then out for four. And I'll let you do that in your own time. And once you've done four, we want to do in for five, out for five. And then once we've done five, we want to do six and six. So I'll leave you with that four, five, and six. And as you're concentrating on the breath, I just want you to get your sense of neutrality. If you're concentrating on the breath, that's complete present moment awareness. And when you feel like you're in that neutral state, I want you to ask yourself, what is one great thing that you want to achieve immediately or with the rest of your life? What is one great thing that you want to achieve immediately or with the rest of your life? And when you feel you've got a clear picture or feeling about what that is, I want you to come out, take a breath and write that down into a journal or on a piece of paper. But it's just one. And I know we've got all, we've all got many goals that we want to achieve. We've all got big hopes and dreams for ourselves. But today I just want us to focus on one and bring that into our frame of mind. Now, as Josh is writing that and as you're writing that, what is confidence? Okay. And it comes from the Latin term or words, confidere. Okay. And what that means is deep or in for con, and then trust for dairy. So confidence is having a deep or internal trust. And obviously we're talking about self-confidence, okay? So it's a deep trust of self, right? Now, self-efficacy then is it's our individual's belief. We talked about trust of self in our capacity or their capacity to execute behaviors necessary to produce specific performance attainments. So it's our belief in our capacity to execute our behaviors. We talked about those before. Okay, long-term sustainable success happens because we've got greatness, excellence behaviors. And as it says at the bottom, reflects confidence. This is what self-efficacy is in the ability to exert control over one's own motivation, which we can then provide and support with behavior and a belief we can control our social environment. And if we think about that, that's almost an oxymoron, thinking we can control our external environment. But what it is, it's the belief that we have the ability and capability to exert control over that. So if you're playing sport or if you're in a competition, it's about believing you have the ability to exert some kind of control over the outcome of what you're taking part in. Self-efficacy, there's that deep belief, the deep trust that you have that ability. And this is what Josh and I really wanted to offer you today is an ability to tap into that ever-flowing, 
wellspring. It never ends. Your self-belief, self-confidence, self-efficacy, self-esteem, it's always there. It's just whether or not you have the ability to tap into it and let it flow through you to then influence what you're doing on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis. Now, what I'm going to get you to do, Josh, and for the people on the call is write down, and we talked about this before the call, a basic timeline. How long do you think it will take for you to achieve that thing that you've written down? If it's immediate, it might be one week, six weeks, three months, whatever it might be. But the bigger the goal, the longer the term. But ultimately, what we're looking at here is, is we're deciding whether or not we're looking at implementing these efficacy habits for the short term and then into the long term, or do we have to understand that these are going to be placed long term from the get-go? Now, what we want to try and remember also is, is obviously we've looked at it here, power to influence outcomes. That, And we look at the Tao Te Ching, which is the number 23, which is why I pulled this one out because it's about what we identify with. Right? When we talk about our efficacy, we're talking about how we identify okay, with the, our ability, our power to influence outcomes. So when we think about it, and Josh talks about this all the time, which is what I love, is what is your why? Look at the goal that you've written down on the piece of paper and why is that goal important to you? I want you just to dig in for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, have a deep reflection. Is like, why do I want to achieve this? Why is me achieving this goal important? to me. And when we can tap into that and we can align and identify with that, we can then apply these efficacy processes and systems to that why, which means that your success is going to triple in possibility. Okay. This, the greatest way or the quickest way up the mountain of greatness or the, to, your, to your great vision is to align with the why. And if you don't know what your why is, you need to spend time figuring that out. And Josh, do you want to back me up on that? Yeah, definitely. And I think that the deeper the why, um, the, the more likely we are to, I guess, follow through with the behaviors that are aligned with those goals that we that we have as well. Um, you know, I talk about all the with my clients all the time is if you have a really superficial why and maybe it's, it's quite extrinsic, like it's, it's a fat loss goal or a body composition goal without having a deeper reason, yeah you may not actually follow through with the behaviors or, or kind of stick to things long-term and you may actually re- rely too much on, I guess, motivation. Whereas if at the end of the day, you know, fat loss equals confidence um, or, you know, again, like we talk about control, but being able to be in control of your choices and your life again, then it's, it's more than just how you look. It's, it's more about how you feel about yourself um, and what it actually does to the rest of your life. And, how you're feeling in social circumstances and how you feel at the workplace or at the beach, all these kind of things as well. So I think, yeah, the deeper the reason, the, you know, the more likely you are to be successful with the habits you're trying to build. Yeah, mate. <clears throat> and we talked about that before. Your deep why is your will. The motivation is the wind. When there's no wind in the air, no wind in the sails, you've got to rely on your will. And that's your why. If it's a deep why, like Josh said, then you're going to be able to keep rowing and rowing and rowing until one, you find the wind picks up. And like we said, it's an important, it's like, what does this, how does this impact? What is the thing that you want? How does it impact others as well? Not just the self, because it's got to be an act of some sort of service. If, if it's selfish, ultimately, like you said, it's going, to be, it's going to be short. It's not going to be a long-lasting, sustainable success. So we want to drive in on that why. And as we said, we're going to move on. So if you haven't got a clear picture of that, press pause, spend some time reflecting, even if it's an extra minute, Get a deep, it could be something to do with your identity, 
your purpose, um, as we said, your worth, your value. It could be anything of those things. And then it's like, how, do I, how does what I want to achieve impact the lives of others? You know, if you're more healthier and you're fitter and you're, uh, you're more switched on, you're going to be better with your friends. You're going to be better with your partner. You're going to be better with your kids because you can show up in life with a greater sense of vitality, right? So that's a service. You getting better on yourself and your betterment is actually a service for an act of service for others. So if we can see that and align that in our why, all of a sudden our motivation is always there, always there. And I think that's the wind in the sails. We can almost be that. What's um, what's the god of wind? <laughs> we can be him, right? Obviously, when the wind is out, we can control that by our why because we can draw in deep and grab a hold of our will and keep rowing and rowing and make sure that these habits are sustainable for long-term success. Yeah, and just, just quickly before we, before we continue, if you're struggling to kind of think about what is my why, you could almost uh, you could also ask yourself these questions of like, how would your life be different uh, when you achieve this goal? Um, and like, how would you behave differently? So there, there's some other uh, kind of reasons to tap into your why. Yeah, that's interesting. Can you unpack that? Because... I don't want to spend too much time with it, but I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, let's, let's use the fat loss examples, okay? So how would, you, how would your life be different or how would you behave differently when you are, are a certain body weight? Well, you may, you know, uh, wear old clothes where you felt your best. You may be able to wear a bikini or go, go topless at the beach. All these kind of things that, again, go back to feeling confident in your, in your own skin. So, um, or you may have more energy to play with your kids, Yeah. Cool. And I tend to agree with that. And then once, you know, you've used this the other day on one of your Instagram posts and then ask again, why is that important? We want to go down five times minimum. Why, 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 why? And I guarantee you at the crux of that is a thing called self-worth or value, how you feel about how you show up in the world, right? Guaranteed. It always gets down to this makes me feel worthy of being a human being or worthy of being here or worthy or significant of some kind or of value to someone or myself or to the world. It always gets there. So just keep digging in deep. So that way you can align this thing that you want with that deep sense of purpose, right? If we can align our purpose with what we want, all of a sudden, as Josh said, it's almost like a game set match. You've got it. You've just got to implement this system of efficacy. And there are four ways in which to do that, right? The first one being past performances and accomplishments, vicarious experiences, number two, verbal persuasion, and physiological regulation. Now, we're going to go through one of, each one of those. Uh, and what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to get through them quick enough so that you can enjoy and get plenty out of them as well. But we won't be rushing so that you just will just brush over a bunch of stuff. Um, we talked about Mastery experiences, which is past performances and accomplishments. Mastery experiences. These are the times in which you've basically experienced mastery in your field. And that means when you've had victories, when you've had wins. Now, our past wins, all right, equal our confidence. When we look back and we remember the times that we were successful, this, this automatically sparks confidence within us. So while we're here, quick exercise underneath the goal. What is one, remind yourself of a past win you've had. It doesn't have to necessarily be aligned with this goal specifically, but I want you to write down at least one in, in the next 30 seconds of time where you had a win that you look back on and, and feel confident. So <clears throat> give yourself that time. As I said, one past win that can give you a sense or a boost of confidence in moving forward into achieving the new goal, whatever it might be. So I'll give you guys 30 seconds to write down one win 
that makes you feel confident that you can step forward into this next challenge and go ahead and achieve it. And again, if you get there, if you're getting the recording, just hit the pause button. If you haven't had a chance to fix that or put that down onto your paper, onto your journal. Now, one of the great ways that we want to talk about mastery experiences is flow state. How do we tap into flow state? Flow state's available to us all day, every day. It's when we're aligned from soul, heart, and mind, and we're connected to the greater good, right? A complete alignment. Now, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's model of flow is here. And I wanted to wrap you through that in terms of obviously where we want to try and be up here if we want flow state. You can see here relaxation and control, arousal, anxiety, worry. What happens through, our, uh, through the growth? In order to grow, what we usually do is we start in and around here, right? Start in apathy, we start in boredom, we start in worry. But what we want to do is we want to push north and then around to flow, okay? So we push north and around to flow. Now, I'll, I'll go through that with you with the zones in a moment. But you can understand, obviously, and you've all felt it, you know, new change, new challenge is ahead of us. A bit worried, am I going to be able to do it? Anxiety, as I said, it's thinking of the future, the possible outcomes that may happen, that may not happen. All of a sudden, when there's a sense of confidence, like we said before from a past, when we're aroused, which means we're alert, we're focused, there's the potential of this actualization of this, this goal that we have. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves into a flow state. When we are pushed with our abilities, right, when our abilities match the challenge, right, just above that, so just above, it's almost like when the challenge is a little bit higher than our ability. So, you know, obviously like here, okay? Oh. So when the challenge is just pushing us out, and I'll, I'll explain that to you here, the old bell curve, right, that, that used to be, that used to go straight up and down again. It's, it's old and it's outdated, kind of like the food pyramid. So ultimately what we've got here is this green zone is where we most, most of the time we sit when we're doing things in our comfort zone. But in order to get flow state, we need to be pushing ourselves up around where this yellow stretch zone is and just before the strain. So stretching gets us into the state of flow state. So if you're going to training and you're going in there and you're having a yarn to your mate and you really, the intention just isn't to grow, isn't to stretch, isn't to push yourself to that limit, you're never going to find that flow state ever. Not once. See, because you're in here the whole time, right? Even if you're just cruising around, listening to music, not really focusing on what you're meant to be doing, it's all about intention. If you're intentional, where you give your attention, right, then you can snap into this potential here, into the flow state. Now, obviously, if you're putting yourself in, and as Josh, you'll probably be able to comment on, people that are pushing themselves just too much, whether too early in the in the program or, you know, they're going for something because, you know, they obviously just wanted to get, go and go and go and go. The strain is a slippery slope very quickly. It goes from almost like the peak to the crisis within a, in a matter of a moment. So what you don't want to do, if you feel yourself pushing it into a strain, mental strain, physical strain, the exertion is just a little bit too far and you don't feel like you're going to be able to wind it back, you've probably ended up down this slope. So this is where we want to practice getting our comfort, sorry, getting our ability to manage where we are in stretch so that we can live the most of our time in our intentional training, whether it be mind training, body training, in this stretch zone. What do you think about that, Josh? Yeah, I think it reminds me of the Goldilocks principle of like, you don't want it to be too easy, you don't, don't want to be too hard, you want it to be just right. Um, hmm. And like the analogy could be like, if you want to you know, go and play tennis, 
you know, too easy could be against a five-year-old, too hard would be against Rafael Nadal, but, you know, just right, someone who's like probably like the same kind of level as you. And whenever you play each other, it's like kind of the wins kind of go one for one. So it's, it's, it is a challenge um, so that you are, again, motivated to, to actually want to want to play um, against them. And it's challenging and you, and you are going to get better from it. Mm. If we use it in an example of nutrition, then, you know, too easy for some people may just be going, okay, one serve of fruit per day. Too difficult maybe trying to over override, you know, all five meals in a day, seven days a week. But just right could be, okay, let's work on breakfast to start with or let's work on, you know, breakfast and a snack to start with. Um, again, it's finding that sweet spot between not too easy, not too hard. Um, it's, it's right in the middle, but it, it is still challenging. But it, you are, again, confident that you, that you can achieve it. Yeah, that's right. And <clears throat> we talk about habits. You know, like we said, as soon as we start something new, we want to be the best at it or as best as we can at it, right? But you look at, you know, the, the gradual process and how we've learned every other skill in our life and it's been consistency, which has caused momentum. And that's about putting greatness uh, habits into a consistent space and a consistent framework. And like Josh was saying, it's not about changing breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks every day, all day when you haven't done that before. Potentially, just backing him up, it might be just the breakfasts, right? Like he said, it could be the breakfasts and pushing yourself, you know what, I really want to reach for that thing I shouldn't have, so I'm not going to do that in just in this meal. And then the next time you, you open up to lunches in the next couple of weeks, and then in six weeks to 12 weeks, all of a sudden you've got your breakfasts and your lunch under a lock and you move on to your dinners, right? But you're looking back, we're talking about past when you're looking back and go, man, I smashed breakfast. Breakfasts are on a lock. Lunches are on a lock. Am I going to be able to do dinners on a lock? I don't know if I can swear on this thing, but yeah. of course, <laughs> fuck yeah, we can. Because we've done lunch and we've done breakfast, right? This is the thing about past wins. It, it just drives confidence from a deep, that wellspring we talked about before. So it's very important that we, um, that we understand that we want to challenge ourselves to that point, but it's not to the strain and crisis zone. Yeah, and if we look at the other way around, is that if you try and change everything all at once, and you know you might do it for two weeks but then you get it just it becomes overwhelming and then you kind of go back to square one then it like you lose the confidence because you feel like you you failed when really you just went around about things a little bit of the, the wrong way almost like you should have started with the the smaller steps first to build the confidence well that's right and you've got to understand where you where you are if you've just started i mean if you're a crossfit athlete right? And you, you've got to change your entire, like, and you're going for world number one and you're 10th in the world and you've got to change your entire diet on a dime. You probably could do it because you're used to that level of thinking or that level of mindset or that level of de dedication. Whereas if you're just starting or you, you basically, you've engaged with FNC to get your, you know, to get your life onto a greater trajectory, right? You, you can't be a master in the first step. So we've got to learn how to become, and these are what mastery experiences, our past experiences do, but these four ways, implementing this will drive, as we said, drive that efficacy up and give you the belief that you can master the things that we want to achieve, whether it be diet, nutrition, um, you know, the physical body, the mental body, whatever it might be, the emotional body, the way you show up in the world. And if we looked at, remember, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's model of flow, Obviously, as we went up from through here, through worry, through anxiety into arousal, it's the same thing as we talk about in our zones. If we're sitting in the comfort zone. The first thing that pops out is the fear, right? Because our brain is a, it's a prediction machine. And if you're throwing it into the unknown, it fears it because it doesn't understand what's happening or what it can't predict the future. 
So therefore, it'll find excuses. It'll throw all kinds of inner dialogue at you. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. It'll tap into that deep why and say, you aren't worthy of this. You're not good enough. Sit down. Eat that shit. Don't do that. It'll do that to you because it wants you to go back to being comfortable because then it doesn't, it, it knows what's going to happen. Right. But what we've got to do as human beings in order to grow is we've got to push through and remember to get excited about this goal. That's why if it's a deep why, we can actually get motivated on our own bat, push into that learning space. We can deal with the challenge, extend our, extend, acquire new skills in the learn. And then we all of a sudden, that's where we find growth, purpose, dreams are lived, set new goals, conquer objectives. But we cannot get into the growth zone without first going through fear and learning. We, it just does not happen, right? And that's like we said here, the model of flow. In order to get into the growth, which is where flow lives, we've got to get into those arousal states and just you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable in those moments of arousal and anxiety and a potential bit of worry. We've got to push through those fears into learning, into growth. Does that make sense, Josh? Yeah, I think just being aware of the fear zone is really important that, you know, again, building confidence for the next time that you want to make a change, that you're actually going to go through that fear zone and then come out on the other end of, of learning and growth as well. So it's like if, you're, if you are trying to make a change, understand that you've got to step out of your comfort zone, that you're going to struggle with fear and, and doubt. But then when once you overcome it, then you're going to build this confidence that you can overcome the fear in you know, the future, uh, future um, I guess, circumstances. 100% mate and as we said it's not not a matter of if but when you will experience fear when you step out of the comfort zone it's a matter of how big will it be you know is it David versus Goliath or have I got the skills and abilities from my past experiences to get me through so I can believe I can take this threshold guardian down and move through into this learning zone growth zone and it's as we said you can't avoid fear right but on the there's Fear and courage are two sides of the same coin, right? And it's up to you which one you push forward. Do you push forward with fear facing or courage facing? So every time fear pops its ugly head, you have the opportunity to flip it on its head and say, I'm going to be courageous here. I'm going to step forward. I'm going to, I know I'm going to learn through this experience, whether I, um, and this is coming up here, whether <clears throat> I fail, there's no such thing. It's feedback, you know, big NLP term, not, no failure, only feedback. Okay, every challenge is seen as an opportunity for growth, right? So you cannot fail. If you couldn't fail, what would you do, right? Because you can't fail. Because even if the if you set yourself a target for whatever it might be on that you've written on your journal and you don't get there, right? What you do is you look at it, you learn from your past experience, and you move forward into the next thing. That's feedback. So you cannot fail if you're reflecting and looking for feedback and ways in which to better yourself as you move forward. So understanding that. Obviously, when you get fear that's placed in front of you, whether it's an inner fear, external fear, whatever it might be when it's triggered, as Josh and what we're saying here, <clears throat> excuse me, is to confront it or express or to extract the courage that's from your soul and say, this is why I'm doing this. This is why we ask you to get the why at the start is because that's where courage comes from. Your courage and your why live in the same area. That's right down in the gut in the soul. So when you're in that fear state, you've got to draw from the gut. You've got to draw the courage from the gut and say, you know what? I'm going to push through. I'm not going to listen to the mind. I'm going to trust the gut and I'm going to move forward because I want to learn. I want to get better and I want to grow. I hope that makes sense as we move forward. Yeah. Another, another little saying we have in regards to that failure and feedback is you either win or you learn. Win or learn, my friend. Win or learn. Yep. Bloody oath. It's awesome. So <clears throat> we talk about uh, mastery. 
right? And we want to try and make sure that we're thinking about ourselves, not just in terms of being a professional master or a professional goal, but as Josh stated at the start, how does what we want affect us on a personal level? And then how will that affect us on a professional level? Because they're interlinked. How we show up as ourselves or who we are affects what we do and what we achieve. So we need to make sure that when we're thinking about mastery, when thinking about who and what, they're not the same thing, right? So we need to make sure we understand who we are on a values level. We know what our beliefs are. We know what we believe in. And then we know what we want to achieve so that we can align those two things and ascend them to the vision of the future that we have written down, the goal that we want. Values and habits align with the vision. Um, we talk about now, this is when we get up into the heart muscle, right? This is where trust and truth live in the heart. Now, every moment you get an opportunity to step in the direction of your goal or an, away from your goal, every moment, every choice. So that's your habits. Trust and doubt, this is a flexion, it's a muscle. So in those moments when you have a chance to push through the fear zone and express self-trust, that's a plus one. That's one flex for the heart muscle of trust. And every time you, you step forward in doubt, fear, um, that you or you succumb to that fear, that's a minus one, right? Or it's a flexion on the other side for doubt. And what we want to do in a day, and this is kind of what we want to try and monitor. If you're someone that has a little bit of self-doubt, which is, again, natural because it's, you know, right, um, it's derived from fear, as we said before, trust from courage, doubt from fear. If you're someone that does have a lot of self-doubt, that's fine. What we want to try and do is we want to see if we can even out the doubt versus trust. See if we can start flexing trust in moments where you can, you feel like you've got the, the confidence to do that. When you're present in that moment and you've, you've got a potential, your mind just doesn't go straight to the doubt. Your mind is, is present and you're able to ask yourself, okay, am I going to flex doubt or trust here? You have that opportunity in that moment to flex trust. And it's just about practicing that pump on the trust muscle. And as you pump, it gets stronger like any other muscle in the body. Trust and trust and trust. And all of a sudden, the doubt starts to evaporate. And all you're left with is a heart the size of file up. And as we said, that you step forward in trust in self, trust in self. And remember what we said deep trust is? That's confidence. This is how you develop confidence is by flexing the trust muscle. But it's just one. Like just said, it's not about flexing a 10 or a 100. It's one at a time one at a time. And as I said, that's something that you can do on a personal or professional level. Any day, any time, you can obviously just reflect and be present and ask yourself, is this an opportunity? Am I reflexing my trust muscle or am I flexing my doubt muscle? And if you flex the doubt, then go across and flex the trust. Switch what you're doing, reframe, move forward in the direction of your goal. And again, if you're finding it hard to trust, go back to your why. And if you believe in that why, then you step forward with the trust of that why. It's, 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 it sounds simple and it usually is. It's harder to step forward if you don't know what the why is. Josh? Yeah, I love it, man. Um, and I think another thing to reflect on is if you kind of look at the scorecard of doubt versus trust, it doesn't have to be 100% trust for the day. It's like we're just trying to find a net positive over the course of the day over time as well. So it's not like, you know, if there's 20, 20 events in the day, it doesn't have to be, you know, 20 to trust and zero yeah. to doubt, it's like, even if it's 11-9, it's, you know, that's, that's a win at the end of the day. Oh, it's a win. You think of any sport, mate, if you come out in front, you're, you're the victor. And that's what we're, exactly what we're saying. I mean, and the, the, the more you become the victor, that's a win. Then tomorrow you become a victor again. You reflect on, did I win yesterday? Yes. Okay. Then today I can win again. I can make it 12-8. Like 
13-7 and all of a sudden within 10 days or whatever it might be, you're at 20 to nil, right? And you have, you've had a day just because you've looked back and reflected on your past experiences and your past wins. Because as we said, this stuff, if you can implement it, right? If you can implement it, it affects you in such a positive way rapidly, rapidly. And this is why it's the foundation because if you can master if you can master self-efficacy and self-esteem, these are the two pillars that are going to allow you to build anything you want on top of that. And, uh, and this is the way to do it. So I know where um, <laughs> with, this, with the potential of getting through this whole thing in one go is, is we're going to struggle, but <laughs> we just want to give you the most that we want. Josh and I were discussing you know, before the, uh, the talk. He's like, man, we'll try and get the, all, all four out in the one go. And I'm like, dude, there's, there's no way I can do that. So you're going to have to, you're going to, uh, you're going to have to clip me. Um, we talked about specific intentions before guys, and we talked about being masterful to your craft, right? And what that simply means is, is how, if you were to dissect what you want to achieve, this goal, whatever it might be, whether it's nutrition, physical body, mental, uh, stability, mental capability, how can you be masterful in specific to what you want to achieve? So how can you think like a master? And then again, like we said, plus ones. So if you can break your skill down into specific components, like Josh said, potentially breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, they're each their own one. And then what would a master do? And then what would someone who's, who's not achieving their goals be doing? And it's a pr pretty simple binary on that. It's, it's right or wrong, right? Or in line or aligned and misaligned. And then in every moment, you can look at that. And if everything's on paper, all you've got to do is reflect and, and look at your journal and go, okay, now I know what to do here. Now it's just about actioning what I know already what to do. And that's masterful. You look at any of the, the absolute greats, the Lewis Hamiltons, Michael Jordans, anyone like that in sports specifically, their intention is to be a master at every step of the way. Right? They, that's how their mind thinks. So you've got to have that level of thinking, in my opinion, for the one thing that you love, because this is the thing that you want the most in the world. But I don't want what you want. I don't want what Josh wants. I want what I want, right? But I have to be masterful to that, right? Whether it's craft, personal, professional, whatever it might be. But because this is specific to me, I need to apply my intention and attention to that like a master would in order to achieve it. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I think the specificity is, is really key. So rather than just saying, oh, I want to be more healthy or I want to be more physically active, you need to get clear on what, what you're going to do in order to be healthy and to be more physically active. So you're going to write down, I'm going to eat two serves of fruit per day, or I'm going to have protein at each meal, but then even go one step further and go, I'm going to have yogurt with breakfast and some berries. I'm going to have a source of lean protein, such as fish or seafood um, or, or chicken with my lunch uh, with a serving of veggies or I'm going to have some tofu at dinner and then some, some beans and some legumes and, um, and some salad there. So you're writing a more concrete plan. It's far more specific rather than just saying, oh, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to exercise today. Yeah, they, they call it bright lines and habit forming. And it was a legal term. And it's basically like rather than I'm going to get healthy, because what is that? Like that, that there's nothing specific about saying that. It's yeah, like very uh, abstract and vague, yeah abstract debate and it, you know they use the example of i'm, I'm going to drink less this week right what's less you know a bright line is i'm never drinking again right or a bright line is i'm doing x y and z right and having specific times the more specific you are the clearer it is and clarity 
equals power. It is the most powerful thing you can give yourself is clarity, right? Because you know one way or the other. Remember we talked about the known and the unknown, right? If you want to be able to, if you want certainty, and we all want certainty, certainty we're going to achieve, you've got to create that specificity because it gives you clarity. And clarity, as I said, is, is king. Clarity is king because then it gives you the understanding is, am I going to go and get that or not? Do I have the efficacy to go and get that or don't I? If I don't, how do I get it, right? Specificity equals clarity equals power. And as we, we talked about here, when we're trying to formulate habits that are better for the betterment of ourselves, whether it's our mind, our body, spiritually, whatever it might be, specificity, power is clarity, is king, okay? That's, that's a huge one for me. I want you to double underline that. Josh talked about being specific in our goals, specific, measurable, meaningful. If we can make our goals those three things, okay, you've got a greater sense and a greater chance of achieving them. Specific, measurable, meaningful, and there's feasible, but at the same time, I believe anyone can achieve anything they want. So I usually cross that one off. It just depends. Do you have the system in place to go and get that? Now, usually in these presentations, like I was talking with Josh before the thing, um, you know, in the program, we're a lot more specific because we I'm working with people live on the call. But being a webinar or being something that we're offering, um, Josh is being is able to make a little bit more specific to you guys, the FNC community. Um, but if you go on this call specifically for me, I would be able to obviously work through you like I do with the rest of the group. So hopefully, I'm not being too. Am I being too vague, or is it pretty specific for you, Josh? No, I think I think it's good. Yeah, I think uh, just. When I just chime in with examples, um, or like you did with the alcohol before as well, I think it, it gives a bit more a clarity on, on what you're talking about and how we can apply it to our to our goals in our own lives as well. Cool. So yeah, that that's good that we've got each other there, and I've, you're obviously there to be able to apply that for your guys at FNC too. So again, this is the overview and being able to coach it. In, and again, for Josh with with your, the community, and as I said, when I've got anyone in my program, I, we can be a lot more specific to you with your specific goal. Uh, and that means we can obviously be a little bit more intentional specifically to the individual. But for today, um, and you know, however many more we do of these things, um, but what we're trying to do is give you as much uh, knowledge so that you can distill it into your own wisdom and apply it to your own specific goal and then action it so we see you having these. So that's part one of Cultivating Confidence. We'll be back for part two next week. Um, if you want to learn more about Simon, I'm going to put all his information in the show notes. Now, do you want to find a way of eating that's based on your goals, lifestyle, and personal preferences? A way of eating that helps you reach your goals in a sustainable way? If the answer is yes, the one-on-one coaching at FNC is for you. It's an individualized coaching for your goals, lifestyle, and preferences. It has support, accountability, and guidance. It includes weekly email check-ins, fortnightly video calls, 12 weeks of nutrition education, access to the Team FNC online community, and the FNC recipe book. For more information, click the link in our show notes.